The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hey there, Bombshell. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, Amber Hurdle, and today we are on episode number 13, How to Increase Your Employee Engagement and Win at Business. Who wants to sign up for that? Raise your hands. Put your hands in the air. Yes, we're going back 90s old school today. Um, This is probably one of my favorite topics in the whole entire universe. I'm very, very passionate about it. Um, I go into... Fortune 500 companies to talk about this, Fortune 100 companies to talk about this. This is a very big principle in the world of hospitality because how can somebody genuinely take care of a guest at epic levels, especially in the luxury market where I like to um, live? How can somebody provide a guest a luxury experience if they are not fueled themselves, right? Like if you are not taking care of your employees, then you are not able to allow them, you're not giving them what they need to take care of your guests. And it's the same thing. If you're a fitness center and you have members, how are your employees taking care of your members who should feel a sense of belonging if you are not giving them a sense of belonging? You have to teach them how to do that. You have to model that for them and show it to them. Um, So this is obviously something near and dear to my heart. Um, I often say that I do not do remedial training. So if there is a company who reaches out to me and they don't understand that their employees are the heartbeat of their business, then that is not a customer for me because I just, I don't have time for that. Sorry. Like if you don't get that your employees are your business and an extension of you and all of your hopes, dreams, and aspirations, then you need to go um, get onto iTunes, um, search Female Business Podcast, and listen to somebody other than me because this is my expectation. If you're a bombshell, then you need to be leading a highly engaged team and invest in them. And really, this is a Harvard business principle. Um, there's, there's a, a concept called the service profit chain. And what that is... Um, It just simply states that if you invest in your employees first, they will in turn invest and pour into your customers, and then your customers will become more loyal and they will spend more money with you, which then gives you more money that you then can pour into your employees. And you can see that service profit changes keep cycling around and around. So um, you will see that a lot in, in hospitality. I know that's a big, big Gaylord Hotels um, they they wave that flag very very high, and I know Holiday Inn does as well. Um, and just to to name a few out there um, to to recognize for that amazing investment that they're making into their employees. But before we get into that, I always um, love to give shout outs to anybody who's listening. Um, I'm I just. 
I thank you so much. I mean, this is... <laughs> I'm sitting here in my office with my microphone. And so when you do reach out to me, you tell me what's happening when you listen to this podcast. That makes me want to keep recording and and keep doing this because I know that um, it's getting somewhere and I want to help you. And so for you to reach out to me and take the time to tell me this, like I shame on me if I don't recognize you for that. So I obviously can't Um, read out every email, every Facebook message, every tweet that I get. But, um, you know, one or two each time, I hope uh, the rest of you will indulge me so that I can thank these people for the constant encouragement and the the feedback. So um, I'm giving a shout out to Tamara today. Um, She said, you truly struck a nerve today about mistakes and moving forward. I needed that today. I have weathered many storms, but have become stagnant in fulfilling my own dreams and goals. It was the charge that I needed. Thank you. You are truly a godsend. Thank you so much. That is um, an amazing testament. And and I hope that I am the hands and feet because um, this is <laughs> this is not me. Like, I did not wake up one day and be like, hey, I think podcasting sounds like fun. Like, that was, trust me, this is three years in the making and uh, lots of friends who are podcasters um, giving me heck over not having one. And so um, I am doing this because it's part of my calling and I am doing this because I understand that God has given me gifts and talents that um, are different than what yours are. And just like I could learn absolutely from everybody, um, I know that I need to be teaching what I know. And so that's why I'm doing this. And for somebody to say that um, is truly more meaningful than I could possibly um, put proper words to. So um, thank you very much for that. And let's let's dive in because we've got a lot to cover today, um, a lot. So um, I want to kick off with a quote that I share when I present this um, in, in various businesses. But um, this quote is by Howard Thurman, and it, it reads like this. There are two questions that we have to ask ourselves. The first is, where am I going? And the second is, who will go with me? So last week, we talked about your basic business plan, and I really harped on the fact that if you want anybody to go with you somewhere, you kind of have to have a plan to explain to them how you're going to go about it. And that that builds trust, and people don't get travel-weary when... Um, when you're you're trying to reach your destination. Um, and so obviously in here, we answered that last week. Where am I going? Check. We talked about going from Texas to South Carolina and not driving all over the country to get there to actually, you know, Google map it before we get there. And then the second is who will go with me? So um, I did already teach you um, in a previous episode how to onboard a new employee. So you've got that that skill set um, ready for you. So today we're going to actually talk about how to engage your employees. So let's visit a few facts. First of all, fact number one, we established this very early on in early episodes of this podcast. The purpose of a business is to make money. Sometimes we try to de- demonize that fact. Um, sometimes our employees um, might feel like, oh, all they care about is making money. But, you know, fun, fun fact, <laughs> that's what businesses are about. Like we're supposed to make money. And the truth is, if the company is not making money, neither can its employees. Funny how that happens. So then the employees can't sustain their own needs for living. They can't pay their bills. You know, they can't keep their mortgage or their rent or whatever. Um, but 
On the opposite side, when a company does make money, it can pay fair wages to its employees, hopefully very competitive wages, and then that enables them to sustain their needs for living. Now, doesn't that sound like a good plan? So you want your employees completely bought in to what it is that you want to accomplish in order for that whole system to work, right? So everyone should be excited to help the company make money and then perpetuate its ability to then pay their employees. So it's just like the service profit chain that I talked about, okay? So that's number one fact. Number two fact is employees exist to support the goals of a business in exchange for an agreed-upon wage, that is what an employee is. Um, it's, you're not a charity. You're not a therapy, um, group therapy location. Um, you're not there to fix all the woes of the world. They come to work to support the goals of the business, and then you pay them for it, just like your customers come and you solve their problems and you pay them or they pay you for it. That is what business is. And the employee is basically the same thing. They're solving a problem that you need them to solve within your business and then you pay them for it. So, um, you know, just I'm being hardcore here because everybody thinks like I'm kumbaya, my Lord. And I'm just like, oh, there should just always be like bubbly feelings and butterflies all around with fairies in the employee world. But we got to get a couple things straight first. The whole reason why you have employees is to help you make money and they are going to get paid for doing that. So like just baseline, that's the cold hard truth. Now, we want to make that an enjoyable experience and you definitely want them to help you meet your company goals. So this brings us full circle to the question of the hour and that is how do we take an employee from merely showing up to do the minimum work required to receive that agreed upon wage, to giving more than a baseline effort, to pour their talents and energy into the company so that you can meet your goals. Newsflash, none of your employees wake up and just burst out of bed and say, I can't wait to help so-and-so meet their business goals. That's not why they're getting out of bed. They have their own goals, okay? So just remember that each and every day when they come in. You have to somehow motivate them to get super interested in doing their part to help you reach your business goals. So you have to engage your employees. But what does that even mean? That's like some fancy corporate term, right? No, wrong. This is something you need to be paying attention to, and it's something that you have to do in your business if you want to have a big girl business. So an employee is considered, quote, engaged when their high level of contribution meets a high level of job satisfaction. That is the crux of it. So when they are performing well and they're happy about it, that is an engaged employee. If there was a secret sauce to employee engagement, someone had probably would have bottled that up and sold it for a bajillion dollars. So um, that just, you just can't like order that on Amazon. You actually have to understand that each and every employee is a unique individual. And remember we talked about our wagon of experiences that they drag behind them and their bucket full of expectations that include their own personal goals and their own measures of success. So you're probably going to have to get a little more one-on-one if you're wanting to apply these principles or maybe get your managers to get to know your employees on a more individual basis and then bubble up what that experience looks like to you if you if you do have these manage, managers in place. Um, because we all have an idea of what satisfaction means. So um, we can very easily make assumptions 
Um, but the the re the real deal is each and every employee that you have at your business has different expectations of what satisfaction looks like. Everybody has unique and different needs. So your average employee, you know, they have their basic physiological needs that have to be met. So they, you know, they want cleaner to breathe. They want lunch breaks so they can eat. They need access to restrooms. They need a safe work environment. Like that's just baseline. Then you have a need to find a tribe that aligns with their values and their life views and, and a group where they feel like they can belong. So, you know, go back to episode number three, where we're talking about company culture and, and talking about, you know, how you build your tribe and that sort of thing. Um, and then they want to find fulfillment by contributing their talents to something that's greater than themselves. And they want to fulfill their own personal goals. So keeping all of these desires in mind, most employees belong in one of these categories. And I'm going to move through these really super quick. If you want me to dive into this, then, you know, you're going to have to call a sister and I will come out and and I can, you know, fly in and help you. But we're going to move real fast today. So I have given names to the various type of employees because, you know, that's just who I am and I like to um, create characters. <laughs> so first is the engage. Their high level of contribution meets their level of satisfaction Obviously, you want to invest in these employees because they're going to keep contributing and, and they're already in a good place. Then you have the disengage. So these employees are not satisfied. They're not contributing at a high level and they are toxic. You know who these people are. These are the people that you've let go or you've, you would just you just hope that they would leave. Um, and, and so they're toxic to everybody around him, around him or her and um, – and they just suck people into their low productivity vortex or their their vortex of negativity. And these are the employees who will ever either leave on their own or, as I always like to say, you should help them find another opportunity or move on to a different opportunity. Okay, so the disengaged, that's trouble. Then you have the email rock stars. So these employees have a high level of contribution, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a high level of satisfaction. So this condition is not sustainable. (laughs) These employees, um, they don't feel challenged or maybe their personal goals are not aligned with the company goals. And um, they really are at a critical point for turnover because they're high achievers. Um, But what's worse is they might simply decide to stay, but then greatly decrease their productivity and kind of like join the disengaged and their vortex of low productivity and their vortex of negativity. But either way, the company is losing productivity that was once supporting its goals and now it's not. So think about like who in your salon or who in your spa or who in your gym, like is just, you know, they, well, I say the emo rock star because it's just like, oh, what was me? I'm, I'm such an artist and I'm, my talents aren't being utilized. Like, just think of that, that person, you know, kind of like the cure type, you know, black hair, lots of mascara, you know, just lamenting. Um, and so then they just get discouraged and then they quit contributing. And so that's a very real thing for your company to um, have to contend with. Right, and then that negativity sometimes goes into your customers' world, and then we're in a lot of trouble. Um, then you have your cruise controllers. So the majority of your team probably falls into this category. If I had to guess, they're they're pretty good at performing, but they would absolutely jump ship if a better opportunity came along, and they're just not fully engaged. So 
You can't neglect this group in the name of trying to save your emo rock stars and the disengaged, or you may have a slow leak that just keeps that turnover. When you think like, oh gosh, why can't we keep somebody? Well, it's because they just, they got a better offer. Like they're just like, eh, this is good enough, but I'm ro- I'm not really into it. And so, um, you know, each of these groups have to be addressed. You have to figure out what to do with them. So what tactics can you use? Number one is communication. So you're not just managing processes in your business. And I think you know that, um, especially in a small business where it's more mom and pop, it's more relational, it's more, um, you know, it's not like the man is driving things, whoever the man is. It's not that you're bubbling things up through corporate. Um, it is is truly a business of people. So if you are interested in truly leading these people, then you have to become the leader of your tribe and you should always be looking for ways to build that feeling of connection. And the fastest way to strengthen that tribe is by showing genuine interest in your team and and really creating an environment um, of excitement around team members and and building community and 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 having real conversations. So try building as a daily activity. It's not just like, okay, we're going to do a employee sale on our facials and say that that's employee appreciation day. Like that's not going to work. It's not like a single event kind of thing. It's not something you pull out to like boost morale. Um, there's, there's really, and I say this all the time. I used to say this all the time um, in my jobs where employee engagement was either my primary uh, responsibility or part of my responsibility. And I say it to my my corporate clients now, and I'm going to say it to you. There's nothing the jazz hands and fireworks can fix in lieu of daily commitments to tribe building. And you have to communicate. You have to keep your team informed of changes in the business, of sales that are coming up. Um, the last thing that you ever want to do is put your employee in a position where a customer asks them a question or starts talking about a change in your business and they're the last to know. Like, how do you think that makes them feel? Somebody else is walking in off the street and they know what's going on with the company that I work for, but I don't? Like, uh-uh. Everything, everything, whether it's uh, a promotion that you're about to do, whether it's a change that you're about to make, that should always start internally and then communicate externally. Everybody should be on the same page who works for or represents your brand before your customers or the general public understands it. And then you also have to be ready to listen. I mean, communication is both ways, right? So you need to be listening and you need to sprinkle in mentions and talks about your company culture. Again, go back to episode three. And be talking about like integrity, um, be talking about fun, whatever your values are, those should be continuously weaved into your meetings, into any emails that you send out, and just into your everyday um, discussions. Okay, so communication, big, big, big. Um, Recognition is second. Uh, when you recognize the contributions of others, you reinforce the behavior that you want to see again and again and again. So people who feel like their efforts are noticed and that their work actually makes a difference are more likely to go the extra mile in the future. So you want to be giving them girls and attaboys. Um, and it, it's important that you're not just arbitrary about it because remember, we talked about the fact that everybody's different. So when someone 
facts in alignment with the big picture goal that you have in mind for your business, for your spa, for your salon, for your fitness center, for your real estate company, for your insurance company, for whatever your business is out there, then that is the opportunity to recognize that person. So sometimes people just kind of like, oh, good job. Good job for what? <laughs> what, are, what are you good jobbing them for? You want to show them the connection between their specific actions and how that impacts your goals or your mission as a company. I mean, leadership is about empowering others to realize their own abilities. So when you communicate your belief in those people, then you will watch them rise to meet that expectation because it's, it's going to be an internal driver. When you thank people, be prompt about it. Recognize the kind of effort you want to see again very soon. If somebody does something awesome, take a moment then and there to tell them that it was awesome. And you don't have to like give them a cookie or anything for it, but just that verbal recognition often can can be very um, driving for them. You want to be spontaneous. Don't wait for a holiday or your company dinner to thank your employees. You, you want to say thank you continuously. Every time you start a meeting, you need to thank them. Anytime you send out an email, you need to thank them. They are driving your business, okay? So you need to give them the credit for that. Um, you always want to be specific. So drives me nuts when somebody says, um, oh, Amber, you're doing such a good job, like if I was an employee. Um, but what about, Amber, you're doing a good job by sending out strategic communication because everybody really feels like they're connected now. Everybody really feels like they um, know what's going on within the company. So when I was working in communications before, that would be a very specific way that I could be recognized. Um, like, thanks for all you do. That's like off the table. Let's not say that. I mean, occasionally that's fine, but just being specific, like, would that really kill you? Like, that's, what are you exactly thankful for? Get, get specific. And then I want you to share credit. When others congratulate you on your accomplishments, I want you to pinpoint exactly who on your team helped you get there. Um, I mean, if you want them to help you again, right? Because what is more annoying than uh, being somebody else having all the, the applause when you know that you did all the work. So definitely, um, you know, I'm not saying don't take any credit for the successes of your business, but when somebody says, oh, you've just got the greatest salon in town and you're so blah, 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 then you need to say, you know what, like my stylists are the greatest and uh, my stylist assistant, um, that, that person is specifically great in this way. And when they hear you acknowledge that about them, what do you think that's going to do? Like they're going to bump up their game in a major way to make sure that they keep getting that kind of recognition and that they know that they're helping you and and that you see it because you're not only recognizing them privately, but you're recognizing them publicly. Um, and then make sure that you give recognition in a meaningful way to the individual that you're recognizing or maybe the subgroup, you know, if you have like a salon and spa and you're recognizing, you know, the, the all the massage therapists or something. Um, some people, for example, would die a slow and painful death if you draw, if you drew a lot of attention to them in like a team meeting because they might be a little more shy. They don't really like that public recognition. Um, others might really like that. So if you wrote a handwritten note to an I personality, like on the DISC profile, 
they probably appreciate it, but really they want everybody to clap for them because that's their personality. So again, getting back to understanding your team and understanding the individuals on their team and what's the most meaningful to them. Um, so you want to show that you're thoughtful and personalized in how you're recognizing people. And sometimes you just got to ask. I mean, this is something that's great with new employees is, is have them fill out um, a recognition type survey or cheat sheet so you always know how you can recognize them in a way that's meaningful to them. So go back to um, how to onboard an employee, um, that episode, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and and that's just, that sets you up for success automatically. Um, of course, the, the next way that you can engage your employees is through professional development. You know, so many times we think, oh, well, they just want to get paid more money. Not necessarily. Sometimes they just want more experience. Sometimes you could pay them the same amount of money and ask them to do more and they're thrilled about it. I know I was as I was moving through my career because that gave me more experience and it put me in a position to grow either within the company or to move on to another opportunity and be able to say that I had that experience, which also isn't a bad thing. Sometimes you, if you've hit the cap of where somebody can grow in your company, then let them go. Let, you know, let the birdie fly out of the nest. It's, it's an okay thing. And, you know, sometimes they can come back to you and other times you just need to know that you did all the things to make that person be a success in their career. And, and that hopefully is fulfilling in and of itself. So with development, you can give them, like I said, additional responsibility. Um, you know, some may say like the less engaged may say no, no good deed goes unpunished, but when they get more work for great work, uh, that actually can be a good thing. So true rock stars, they want to learn and they want to take on more challenging assignments. So um, whether you're trying to set them up for for more responsibility, like in a, in a higher role, um, or you're just wanting to see how far you can stretch them and maybe prove themselves before you give them a raise, um, this is a, a great way to create loyalty because they're going to be like, yeah, I'm trusted to do this, this, and this. I got hired to do this, but now I get to help with X, Y, Z. So those who are challenged and set up for success with the right tools and resources don't fail them there. Those people are going to feel empowered and ready to take on the world. So um, don't forget. Don't forget who those rock stars are. Don't forget that if there's something that's bubbling over on your plate that you could probably hand that off to somebody, even if it's not somebody that is remotely close to your level, like if they're not a direct report to you, maybe it's your front desk person. Maybe you can hand over some responsibilities and social media to them. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like for your specific business, but think outside of the box. Crawl outside of that stupid box and think about how you can start distributing and delegating some of the things that are burdensome to you to other people that might get excited that you're trusting them to help in that area. Um, you also want to um, match strengths to projects. So if you've got maybe like a customer appreciation event, then you might want to pull in some employees who um, tend to be very organized or maybe they're very creative and help them help you with that. Give them that opportunity because again, they're going to feel like you're giving them some development opportunity to really hone some skills. Um, you know, I ended up becoming a celebrity event planner and and have in planning hundreds and hundreds of, of events um, each year in other roles, but it's because part of my additional responsibilities in earlier positions that actually had nothing to do with events that was one of the things that they gave to me and said, okay, well, this is, seems like something that fits Amber's um, specialties. And even though it's not her job description, we're going to let her run with this. And I've never stopped. So 
Um, you know, you never know how you're going to bless somebody in their career long term. Um, then, of course, easy, easy peasy is, is, and I know in this, in all the industries that um, I really spend most of my time with, whether it's hospitality or the beauty industry or the fitness industry, um, conferences, that's in training. Those are those are very easy opportunities to find in those industries, and and we all tend to be very good about um, taking taking each other up on those opportunities. But if you see something in someone that maybe isn't at a level that you would normally pay for that type of training, but you see potential in them, send them, see what happens. I remember the first fitness, I went to an URSA convention. Um, gosh, it was the same year as 9-11. And that just blew my mind. It absolutely blew my ever-loving mind. And I was addicted to personal development and professional development ever since. And I soaked in every last word from every single speaker and I stewed on everything that I learned and I implemented and I was inspired and I was excited and I was like 21 years old, 22 years old. Um, But because my bosses took me to that opportunity, they sparked something in me that um, this still hasn't died, obviously, because I do it for a living now myself. And then of course, um, with development, you want to give coaching and immediate feedback. So we're going to talk about this a little bit more in another episode. I'm not going to stay here too long. But, um, you know, when somebody isn't performing well or they make a mistake, don't wait until their annual review to tell them about it. In a very respectful, open and honest um, style, you want to give them feedback in a timely manner. And that's going to build trust. It doesn't break trust. Um, letting them know whether it's good or bad, um, how they're doing, it, it, it doesn't have to, um, it doesn't have to break their spirit for you to say, Hey, this happened. Um, this is how it should have happened. Uh, I know you're going to do better next time, or I can see why maybe you thought it was going to be this way. Like there's ways to go about giving that feedback without, um, you know, popping the balloon and it deflating. When you do it in a spirit of I'm trying to help you become better and not as and how dare you, you screwed up, I, I can't believe you. Um, that is a development opportunity. And frankly, anybody who is a driven individual who would be an engaged, quote, employee should want that kind of feedback. They can't fix things that they don't know that they're doing wrong. And I think sometimes we get really weeny about that kind of stuff, we being you, um, because I'm a very direct communicator, but just don't hide, don't hide the truth. Like just be, be direct and, and considerate and they're not going to bite you. Just get your big girl panties on and go have these conversations as soon as they happen. And then if you are the type of person who's really direct, make sure you do it kindly. Make sure you do it in the spirit of continuous improvement and not in, um, you know, really berating them. Um, and then mentorship, that's that's an easy one. Mentorship, finally, in, in the development sphere, um, you know, we've all had employees where we've seen something in somebody um and you just give a little extra effort. And maybe that person, you know, you certainly don't want to look like you are um, being unfair or that you're, you know, giving special privileges to somebody. But the reality is sometimes there are people on your team that you personally want to see grow. Maybe you see a little bit of yourself in them, or perhaps they, um, they're they just hungry and you you can feel that hunger. Go ahead and mentor them. Give them a little extra attention in a way that doesn't off-put the rest of your team. Um, maybe you push them a little bit harder. Maybe you take them out to lunch. 
Um, I've again, I've said this over and over and over again, but I've had many mentors in my life. And if it wasn't for them really pouring into me in an exceptional way, I would not be who I am today. So you have the ability as a business owner, as a leader, as a manager at the business, if you're listening as a, as a manager and not necessarily as a business owner to greatly impact the life of somebody else. So um, we are skimming the surface on employee engagement, but I hope that you did get some ideas and, and some interests that sparked in this discussion. Um, be sure to go to the episode uh, show notes. It's Amber Hurdle forward slash podcasts with an S. This is episode number 13. Um, any of the links and resources will be listed there. And, um, you know, absolutely. This is my mojo. This is my jam. So um, I would be happy to come and consult with you on this very specific topic. Um, just go to Amber Hurdle dot com forward slash work with me. And there is a variety of ways that you can um, go deeper into any of the topics here on the Bombshell Business Podcast. And um, I hope you'll implement these. Love on those employees. Don't forget that they are who makes your business tick. And um, until then, I just hope that you shine brightly like the bombshell that you are. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.